For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Options on your phone while covering the lower half of your face. Tech Report, James Flippin, NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Special Report Coronavirus Update. One in ten Americans has lost jobs in only the last three weeks. And White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow tells Fox Business now is the time for the nation to invest in its small businesses. To invest in unemployed, temporarily unemployed people. In other words, to invest in those folks who have been badly hurt by something that was not of their own making. I think that is the prudent business decision. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. This has been a hard month. Uh, we've got to take the lessons that we've learned from it and use them for the betterment of our state and New the betterment York. of our people. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This is much more consequential for the economy than 9-11. Federal Reserve today announced a more than $2 trillion program to help states and businesses not served by earlier relief packages. Fed Chairman Powell says recovery could begin by summer if the virus is controlled. I'm Mike Moss. China, which locked down Wuhan for 76 days, is now moving to do the same in another city in the northeast of China. The latest from correspondent David Culver in Shanghai. All 70,000 residents there will be confined to their homes. They'll be given limited access to leave really only once every few days for groceries. It's all due to the growing concern here of imported cases. In this case, it's from Russia. But all of this as China now works to prevent a second wave. 16,000 Americans have died from the coronavirus and more than 452,000 have tested positive. Worldwide, more than 1.5 million infected by the virus and more than 94,000 have died. The New York Times says Russia, Saudi Arabia and OPEC have agreed to an oil price war truce. The nations agreed that they will cut production in order to boost price and stabilize the oil market. The Dow up about 1%. I'm Mike Moss. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
This is a commercial announcement. To get the latest news on the coronavirus, watch Newsmax TV. And make sure you vote in Newsmax's national poll, asking Americans if they support President Trump's handling of the crisis. You can vote in Newsmax's national poll and show your support for President Trump. On your phone, just text the word HAPPY to 39747. That's HAPPY to 39747. 39747. Let Congress and the media know your opinion. And tune into Newsmax TV, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Reno Valley, Corona, and Riverside. Listen to KCAA 102.3 FM. KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Are you looking for health care using a non-toxic medical approach to regain your health? My name is Gilberto Alvarez, MD, Medical Director at Stella Mars Clinic, Tijuana, Mexico. I will be your personal physician to help you recover. My 40 years of experience using non-toxic approaches to health problems, including cancer, allow me to provide you with effective, proven, safe treatment for your health challenges. Call 619-405-5199. That number again, 619-405-5199. Since 1993, the Stella Mars Clinic has treated cancer patients using non-toxic medical treatments offered at Stella Mars Clinic. Call 619-405-5199. That number again, 619-405-5199. The Stella Mars Clinic in Tijuana, Mexico, five minutes from the U.S.-Mexico border. This segment is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue, now in Yucaipa at 33562 Yucaipa Boulevard in the Vaughn Shopping Center. Dickie's Barbecue, where you can get sauced with five delicious barbecue sauces. For the holidays, there's the Dickie's Holiday Feast options. Everything you need for a festive gathering with delicious hassle-free meals that you just heat and serve. Whatever your needs are, they have the perfect option, including the complete feast, the dinner feast, or the single holiday meats and sides. Available for pickup and delivery from Dickie's. And there's no charge for kids on Sundays. In fact, the kids get free ice cream. Dickie's Barbecue, now open in Yucaipa at 33562 Yucaipa Boulevard in the Vaughn Shopping Center. Dickie's Barbecue, whatever your needs are. Do you have a debt problem? Are you being sued for an unpaid debt? Is your paycheck being garnished or your bank account emptied out? Do you feel like you're running out of options? The Fullman Firm is your friendly local law firm next door and has helped thousands of people just like you. Give us a call at 833-FULLMAN and see if we can help you too. It's a free confidential consultation. You have nothing to lose. For debts above $7,000, give us a call at 833-FULLMAN or check out FullmanFirm.com. That's 833-F-U-L-L-M-A-N. The Fullman Firm. Let our lawyers get you on the path to financial freedom. The proceeding is not intended as a guarantee or estimate of the outcome of your case. Every case is unique and past results are not indicators of the success of your case. Take control of your financial future and call 833-FULMAN or visit FULMANFIRM.COM now. Go ahead and say it. We're all ears. KCAA. KCAA now presents Crossroads a program in the public interest bringing you the issues you need to hear about here in our community. Now here's your host, Mark Westwood. And good afternoon to you. I hope that you are healthy and you're at home and you're taking care of uh, 
what you need to take care of here in uh, this strange times. Let's just put it that way. Uh, of course, everybody's still talking, and we'll be talking for some time about coronavirus, COVID-19, and how it's affecting us uh, nationally, in the state, and locally. Um, the numbers aren't good. I'm not going to rehash them. I'm sure you've heard them. Uh, and uh, we want to focus on the positive today and what's going on and, and find out uh, today uh, how are we protected. And uh, so we're going to talk to one of our top first responders, our, one of our top law enforcement officers, if not the top law enforcement officer, maybe the district attorney uh, is a little more top than that, I don't know. But um, we're going to be talking with the 35th elected sheriff coroner of San Bernardino County, the sheriff, not a deputy, the sheriff, John McMahon, uh, and he is with us on the line right now. He's a longtime resident of the high desert. Uh, he was appointed sheriff by the Board of Supervisors back in 2014 and subsequently has been elected as county sheriff. It's an elected position. Sheriff McMahon has 33 years of law enforcement experience. Uh, beginning in 1985, he's been all over the place uh, and uh, served in a number of different uh, sheriff substations. And, uh, and has actually worked, I think it's since 15 sheriff stations, in fact. Um, Well-educated, has a bachelor's degree in criminal justice management from Union Institute and University, and is a certified manager through the American Jail Association. Um, he serves on the board of California State Sheriff's Association, Mayor, Major County Sheriff's Association, Cal Office of Emergency Services, Law Enforcement Mutual Aid, and in November 19, uh, 2017, he was appointed by Governor Brown to the California Commission on Peace Officers Standards and Training, Post Commission. And that, if anybody's ever tried out for the uh, Sheriff's Department, they know about the post tests and the post examinations. Welcome, Sheriff uh, John McMahon. Good Thank to have you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. Thank you. And uh, it's an honor to have you here. I thought it was appropriate to bring you on. Um, and for a lot of people, <clears throat> the sheriff, uh, the structure of the sheriff is that he is elected, and he's the person who is the top law enforcement officer, as I've said, of the sheriff's department. But uh, the sheriff's department for a lot of cities is contracted out to be their, their, their police department, correct? Yeah, Mark, that's absolutely true. There's 24 incorporated cities in the county of San Bernardino, and 14 of them contract with us for law enforcement services, as well as we're responsible for all the unincorporated area law enforcement as well. Yeah, and so we're going to talk today about the structure and who you are and, uh, you know, life in the department since COVID and uh, what we're doing and, uh, you know, talking about the general health of the uh, department and, uh, and, and whether they're wearing masks and things like that. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, for, uh, I imagine uh, you probably have a little bit of a family here and there. Uh, do you live in uh, the high desert still? or? Um? I, I do, Mark. Yeah, I do. And uh, I, was, I was raised in the high desert, moved there in the, in the 60s and went all through school in Appleby, <laughs> graduated Appleby High School and, and uh, been in the county darn near all my life. Yeah, local man, local man. And, uh, you know, uh, you uh, still live up there, and, of course, you have to get around quite a bit, I would imagine. Uh, uh, you, that's quite a commute back and forth uh, from the high desert uh, to down to, I think, uh, the county sheriff's department is on 3rd Street. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, because of, uh, because of this virus, the commute has been um, a little less congested, and that's unfortunate because that just means the economy is not doing as well. But prior to this, yeah, the, the commute can be 
somewhat crazy at times, especially on Friday afternoons when you're trying to go north. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe you had a helicopter that picked you up. That was what I was getting at, but probably not, huh? <laughs> That's probably too expensive. <laughs> we have a lot of helicopters, but but I don't ride in them very often. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I'd be afraid to ride in a helicopter myself, but I don't think you're afraid. I just, I, I, I personally wouldn't want to go in a helicopter, but, you know, if, if you got to do what you got to do. Um, <clears throat> so you're commuting back and forth. Your average day at the San Diego County Sheriff's Department you know, you're talking five hours, seven hours, ten hours, whatever it takes, or how many hours a day do you usually work? Well, generally get to the office, uh, oh, quarter to five in the morning or so, and do a couple things in the office, then go to the gym, and then after that I'm here for the rest of the day or out somewhere in the county, and um, most often prior to this um, craziness, I was uh, out probably five or six nights a week at some event or function somewhere in the county. So your days are long. Your days are long. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> 16 hours. And I imagine that the days for our deputies, the people on the street, all over the county have increased in length and time. Is that correct? Well, they all work 12-hour shifts, uh, at least those on patrol for the most part do. And, um, it, you know, actually, as a result of this event, um, you know, the workload is still there, but it's not as bad as it was before. Our jail population's mm. dropping, the number of bookings is dropping, and you know, for the most part, people are staying home, and except for those essential workers, they're staying home, and uh, they're they're actually behaving themselves pretty well. So, you know, I was uh, talking with someone earlier this week, and the sheriff's department, and uh, you are the sheriff coroner. You're also in charge of the jails, and, yes, sir. and I understand that the how do you say that the bookings in the jails are down? Yes, sir. Yep. That's the that's the folks getting arrested and booked into our jail by either our deputy sheriffs or or members of the police departments in the county and. Uh, yeah, the bookings are down by anywhere from 30 to 40% a day. It just depends on the day. That's substantial. That's very substantial. Yeah, yep. And our population in the jail, prior to this, the average daily population was about 6,200. Uh, this morning, we're down just a little over 5,200. So mm. about 1,000 inmates less now than we had a month ago. Well, that is actually good to, to keep things uh, sanitary or keep you know social distancing within the jails. I would imagine that has been... Uh, uh, an issue as well, uh, correct? Yeah, we spend a lot of time cleaning in the jail, and we have uh, as a normal course of business, and as a result of this, it even stepped it up a bit. But you're right, they, the lower numbers in the jail gives us the flexibility to spread people out a bit more, mm-hmm. so it's not quite as congested in, in some of the areas within the jail. And it also gives us an opportunity to keep certain portions of the jail empty in the event that we need to isolate somebody who has potential symptoms or quarantine a certain section of the jail gives us plenty of flexibility to do that if we need to. And you're still keeping your staffing at uh, the same level probably, so uh, yep. that makes uh, the load a little less and, and makes it a little safer for your deputies, I would imagine, in the jail yep. and on the street too. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the uh, mm. for the most part, we don't have that many problems inside the jail. And, and uh, you know, we've uh, we've issued masks actually to all of our inmates, as well as our staff inside of the facilities. So uh, from from what we hear, and, and I've heard it personally from some of the inmates, they really appreciated having the ability to have a mask and wear it uh, while they're in custody. It just gives them that level of security, and, and obviously our staff, our staff really appreciates it as well. And that's a good thing. Now, you know, I haven't been out on the street too much. Uh, I kind of joke with people. I said, well, you know, I, I go to work because this is an essential service, running radio station for public information. Yep. And then I go home. And maybe I go to the grocery store or the gas station. I just said, well, that's kind of my life before it was defined. <laughs> I 
guess I yeah. was quarantined already. But I haven't seen many sheriff deputies because I haven't been on the street very much. Are the sheriff deputies wearing masks and protective gear, or, or how are they going about that? Yeah, we provided it early on. Uh, they had the N95 masks, and they had the ability to use them when they felt they needed to. But it wasn't mandatory or a requirement from the public health department up until just a couple days ago. So now... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How the deputies on the street are wearing, um, you know, it goes around their neck and it's a cloth garment that you can pull up over your face. Um, obviously, they don't have it up, up over their face and mouth when they're driving. But if they get out and they're making contact with somebody, they pull it up over their face. So that gives them a little bit more flexibility. And it's pretty comfortable. Matter of fact, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, we've had to reduce staff here in the radio station. We only have three people here, and I had to send one home today to get a mask. <laughs> but uh, the nearest person next to me is 25 feet away. And, you know, we're doing this big social distancing thing, and, and yep. you know, everybody's having to do the same thing. We're kind of all in this boat together. Um, and, uh, of course, it must add extra particular strain to uh, deputies who are out on the street and maybe have to restrain somebody or something like that. Uh, it's a little more dangerous, I would think. Oh, yeah, the potential for contamination is much higher now, given the circumstances that we're dealing with now. Uh, so we haven't had that issue, at least not yet, fortunately, but that's always a concern in the back of everybody's mind. Now, I imagine just like any law enforcement officer, whether it's a city, a county, state law enforcement, you're, you still encounter homeless people. And, yes. And, uh, of course, that could be a little tricky, I would imagine. Well, it can be, and and you're probably familiar with our HOPE team that, their primary function is to deal with that uh, population and try to give them services they need to get out of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spend a, their entire day dealing with the homeless and seeing if there's a way they can offer them housing and benefits and uh, making them aware of what's out there. And, uh, you know, that population, as everybody knows, there's a potential for them to become infected as well. And uh, fortunately, it hasn't been that significant yet, but we're doing everything we can to help educate the population. Probably saw the cards that the Hope team was passing out to the to the homeless folks to remind them of washing their hands and social distancing and all the things that we hear that maybe they don't hear because they're not watching TV and they're not listening to the radio like a lot of us. So we're doing everything we can to help educate them to keep them healthy. Well, and, and by the way, Hope stands for it's an acronym. Um, right. Homeless. Oh. What, what right. is it? Homeless Outreach Proactive Enforcement. Homeless Outreach Proactive Enforcement. And it's a program that I believe is germane or developed or organic from the Sheriff's Department itself. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And it's a program that you developed. um, And the way I see it, you have a a four-man team overseeing some of it? Yeah. uh, Yeah, four deputy sheriffs are signed to that program full-time. And they get help from each of the stations where we have deputies that are trained uh, to offer those same services at the station level. As four guys certainly can't cover an entire county that's 20,000 square miles, but with help from the station deputies, they get a lot done, and they offer services to a lot of homeless folks and understanding that not everybody wants help and not everybody wants to be in a home and 
not everybody wants to take advantage of the services that are available, but but they certainly make every attempt to offer it to them and, and hope that they use that as a leg up and get back into society and get employed and housed and all of the things that all of us enjoy. You know, I say manned, but, you know, in, in deference to your female sheriff's deputies, uh, including one of your undersheriffs we've interviewed before, Lana Donaldson, yeah. Donald, you know, uh, I want to say staffing instead. <laughs> there you go. Yep, yep. Deputy sheriffs. Deputy sheriffs. Let's say deputy sheriffs. Uh, I've also had uh, Chad Bianco uh, uh, over in Riverside County had a show here. Actually had a show here for a while. Maybe we'll talk about that later on down the road after. He's a, he's a great partner in Riverside, and we talk regularly. Matter of fact, we talked yesterday. He's a great partner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's a good guy, and uh, we enjoyed having him around. Um, let's get back to the homeless thing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are homeless for either different reasons. They're, you know, some are down on their economic luck or have had some bad. And then you have the homeless people that, you know, probably maybe be a little chemical dependent or drug dependent. Yep. Uh, and then, then you have the cases where some people a little mentally challenged are, 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 are going through some things like that. And yep. it must be extremely dangerous. And, and how do your sheriff's deputies, what is their training to deal with that sort of thing? Well, all of our deputy sheriffs, once they graduate the academy, go through the crisis intervention training, often often referred to as CIT. And, and that's the start of their career. And they continue getting that training depending on their assignment. And then... Quite obviously, the folks that work at the, with the HOPE team, we select them because there has to be an interest. They have to be able to communicate, and, and they have to have a mindset of really wanting to work with this population. And mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, trust me. So um, we try to hand-select those guys that, that have a passion for that, and, and we have a pretty darn good group. And, boy, they really do a lot of wonderful work. And, and uh, you know, I didn't mention, and you may know, but... Uh, they're also partnered up with members of the county's department, behavioral health department, where they're partnered up and go out into those homeless camps or areas where homeless uh, are living with the behavioral health employees that may know about that individual and their prior treatment and prior medication. And sometimes they're not taking their medication. Sometimes they're self-medicating with alcohol and or drugs. And so if you get them back on their medication, get them back into treatment, oftentimes they're back on track and they accept services. So, you know, it's a it's an approach that's not just simply law enforcement. It's it's a combined approach from a variety of different services, veterans affairs, behavioral health, deputy sheriffs, everybody working together to try to present some solutions and hopefully make a difference in these folks' lives. Yes, yes. By the way, for our listeners who are just joining us uh, on the show today and just tuned in, we're talking with Sheriff John McMahon, the Sheriff of San Bernardino County, and, and currently we're talking about the HOPE program and uh, what it does and, 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 and what it has to offer. Are you currently now involved in the program or have something to do with the program where homeless people are, are being uh, put into hotels or motels? Is that something uh, you're doing? or what? Yes, we're assisting the county with that. So, so the county has a mandate from the governor as a result of this pandemic to try to house as many of the homeless as they possibly can. Everybody realizes that's a vulnerable population. And, and so if there's a way to help them, at least through this pandemic and get them housed, maybe they can reduce the spread. Mm-hmm. So the county's mission is to do as much as they can to house this population. And our deputies that work in the HOPE program have a pretty good relationship with the habitually homeless. They know pretty much where they're living or at least where they're staying at any given time. They can reach out to them and offer them those services. And 
with any luck at all, get them housed for short term, at least until this pandemic's over. So, yes, our deputies are helping and, and others are as well. Yes. And a couple of things I want to talk about. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit um, and, and it's uh, to talk about other things. First of all, uh, for our listeners, about t- maybe 10 years ago, maybe it's longer ago than that now, there used to be a separate coroner and there used to be a separate sheriff. And those two offices were merged or kind of married together and you became both positions. Um, and now you have to oversee that part of it, too, which is a lot for you to do and have on your plate. Um uh, the coroner's department is a whole other crime investigation report department, research department. Uh, are you seeing any upsurge or uptick, or are we getting prepared for you know coronavirus deaths or, or dealing with that, or what is going on on that side of the world? Well, as a as a department, yes, and as a state, absolutely, and and uh, we're very active in the California State Coroners Association, which has an affiliation with the California State Sheriff's Association. So uh, we are the region director for the Office of Emergency Services Region 6 for the state of California, which includes six counties. That's also the same region for the mass casualty response for the coroner's division. So we oversee both of those. So we've worked closely with our uh, other counties in our region to deal with mass casualty events, whether it be this particular pandemic or anything else for that matter. So there are preparations that are always in place and we always dust off those plans when we have an event like this to make sure that we don't need to make any adjustments and we do our best to plan for any mass casualty event, not unlike what we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. And you know, you oversee 14 different divisions from what I read from administration training, internal affairs, uh, uh, to investigations and things like that. But uh, it's a lot to do. Crime-free multi-housing is another thing I want to talk about and how that are you having an effect on that. With, you know, multi-housing means, you know, apartments, basically. And you're registering or you have a program or apartment owners or operators can get into a program to, to learn how they can run a, a better operation with less crime. Yeah, absolutely. And so well, we know when uh, there's a large concentration of folks in one particular, whether it be apartment complex or neighborhood or whatever it might be, and if they're rental properties, oftentimes the landlords or the property management will reach out to us and ask for advice or help. And so crime-free multi-housing provides some of those um, skills, if you will, or some training to help them in the process, give them some ideas on how they can help keep their properties clean, free from obstructions, well-lit, try to reduce the crime in some of those specific areas. We give them whatever tools we possibly can to help make them successful. And obviously, if it works for them, it reduces crime as well, and everybody benefits. Yes, and uh, I think uh, that if people want to get involved in that, how would they get involved in it? Well, they can reach out to their local sheriff's station, uh, whatever jurisdiction they live in in the county, and then they can always reach out to our public affairs division at headquarters. Okay, and, uh, and maybe on the website, I think there probably is a link there too. Yep. Um, yep. And, and what is the website uh, for San Diego County Sheriff's offhand? Hand, I don't know it. I can't recite it. I'll have to look for it. Do you know? I don't well, want to you put can, you on if, the... if You could just Google San Bernardino Sheriff dot org and you're just San Bernardino Sheriff and it'll pull it up. But that's but a good uh, answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed to, to do that more often. Just say Google it. <laughs> yeah, just Google it. Just Google it. Uh, and. Uh, you know, in our closing minutes here, because I know I only have you for a little bit more time, 
Uh, as you've served, and how many years you've been here since 2014 now, is that correct? I was appointed sheriff uh, by the Board of Supervisors when the previous sheriff left in, in December of 2012. So um, I've been in this position for a little over seven years, but 35 years on the department this month. So there must be a goal or uh, something you want to do here before you know Sheriff McMahon's time is over, however that long will be. Uh, what would that be? What, what would you like to get accomplished? Well, there's a number of specific little issues that that I always try to accomplish um, daily or weekly or even annually. But but I think what's important is that if you come to work every day and enjoy what you do and you're able to make a difference, and I believe my responsibility is to leave this organization just a little bit better than it was when I got it. And uh, I'm still that's still a work in progress. I still have some work to do. <laughs> you know, the job is never over. It's never a finished product, that's for sure. Right. Sheriff John McMahon, I've heard good things about you, and you've reinforced it. Uh, we're glad to have had you on today, and thank you for taking the time out to uh, interview with us here at KCAA. And uh, I'd like to extend as general manager also, not just your show house, but whatever we can do to get public service messages out or whatever, uh, just uh, have your public information officer give us a contact, and uh, we'd be glad to help you with that. Thank you, Sheriff McMahon. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Sheriff uh, John McMahon, the 35th Sheriff of the San Bernardino County, uh, and uh, it's been a pleasure and honor to talk with him. And we'll be back with more on Community Crossroads. I'm Mark Westwood on KCAA, 1050 AM, 106.5, 102.3 FM. I think I'm going to have a cheeseburger at the break. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. Hello, green tea lovers. It's John Harrison with Do Matcha Matcha Green Tea. Our ceremonial spring harvest matcha green tea is delicate and mild, a green tea rich in antioxidants, a smart choice with breakfast, lunch, or before going to the gym. No calories and great taste. Do Matcha Green Tea. This is John Harrison. Thank you for your time. Listen up, folks. Work injuries can be devastating and life-changing. If you were injured at work, you probably have a lot of questions. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari, and I represent injured workers. Call me for your free consultation at 800-325-1454. I'll answer your questions and advise you on how to protect your right to make sure you get the workers' compensation benefits you may be entitled to. 800-325-1454. 800-325-1454. J.K.E.A.A. Music reminds all area listeners to please get out and donate blood to salute the brave men and women of our armed forces that are overseas. So salute our troops and give back the gift of life by giving the gift of blood. This reminder is from J.K.E.A.A. Music, serving the area with pride and integrity at 1504 Columbia Avenue, Suite 3, or their second location at 19069 Van Buren Boulevard, Suite 113 in Riverside, or call 951-784-7066. That's J.K.E.A.A. Music, on the air, because they care. KCAA. 
California headline news. Governor Newsom securing money from the state's disaster relief fund to secure more personal protective equipment. To utilize money. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, from our disaster response emergency operations account uh, to invest over $1.4 billion into PPE. The governor's saying they haven't relied heavily on the national stockpile. Emergency Services Director unveiling new technology that would sanitize used N95 masks so they're restored and can be reused. In Alameda County, a nursing home confirmed six patients have died from coronavirus. More than 50 people there infected. This man says operators of the facility were unmoved when his wife, a worker there, was diagnosed. We got diagnosed positive. The, the employer called and then uh, one of the employees, the, I guess a supervisor, told my, my wife that, oh, you can still can come to work. More than 80 patients evacuated from a nursing home in Riverside after employees there didn't show up to work to care for sick patients two days in a row. Jeff Scott, California News. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The game is about to start. Get your face out your phone. Just a minute. I'm completing the 2020 census. <laughs> Why do you care? Listen, the census will impact how and where public funds will flow in our communities each year. If we're counted, we'll get better funding for our schools, even affordable housing. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to complete the census now. <laughs> All right, then. Let's take a shot. Complete the census online, by phone, or by mail. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Baked into the cake, stock traders were expecting an ugly weekly jobless claims number, and since 6.6 million new filings mostly lived up to expectations, stock indexes jumped after that report was released. Nearly 17 million new claims for benefits were filed over just the last three weeks, and about 10% of the labor force is now unemployed. Traders are focusing, though, on the positive, including the Federal Reserve establishing a massive business loan program. Been working around the clock with the Federal Reserve. These announcements, specifically now a new facility, the Main Street lending facility and the Muni facility and upsizing the corporate bond facility will create up to $2.3 trillion of liquidity. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin talking to CNBC. Meanwhile, Fed Chair Jerome Powell says he thinks the economy could recover nicely later this year. There is every reason to believe that the economic rebound, when it comes, can be robust. We entered this turbulent period on a strong economic footing. 
and that should help support the recovery. Assuming the virus subsides, until then, he says, the Fed will keep its proverbial foot on the gas. We have lowered interest rates to near zero in order to bring down borrowing costs. And we've also committed to keeping rates at this low level until we are confident that the economy has weathered the storm. And another upside, Russia and Saudi Arabia have reportedly agreed on a cut in oil production to end the glut. Consumers definitely aren't feeling it. The University of Michigan's first April sentiment index is, not surprisingly, in a nosedive. It fell from a multi-year high to a nine-year low in record time. The drop from 89.1 a month ago to 71 was the largest one-month decline ever. A year ago, it was at 112. The current conditions part of the index fell twice as much as it did in October of 2008, the previous record dive. But the future expectations index didn't fall as much, so consumers today are at least more confident of a turnaround this time than they were when the last recession began. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Express 106.5 FM. The number one FM talk radio station in the Inland Empire. KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Express 106.5 FM. Coming up in the science revolution is Mad King Trump deciding which states will live and which states will die. Associate Professor of Economics Pavlina Cherneva is here to talk about what would FDR do about COVID-19. The last Democratic governor of Alabama, Don Siegelman, drops by to talk about how prisons are handling the coronavirus and what they should do. In geeky science, attorney and regulatory policy advocate with public citizen Amit Narang is here asking why Trump is fighting clean car standards instead of the coronavirus. Check it all out wherever fine podcasts are available. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. Uh, we, we have a national town hall meeting here this hour with Representative Pramila Jayapal, the uh, co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, uh, representing the 7th District of the state of Washington. And Dan in Denver, Colorado, you are on the air with Representative Jayapal. Yeah, hi, thank you. Um, I would like to ask, um, will the Democrats stand firm and say there will be no additional bills passed until a national mail-in ballot election bill has passed? And it must uh, also include a very easy and liberally applied online and or phone-in registration requirement. Otherwise, we will see the largest and far-reaching voter suppression in history. And and this needs to be a separate standalone bill, so it can't be watered down. And so the Republicans will be forced to fight against the basic right to vote. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Dan. That this is uh, this has got to be a top priority, especially after the mess we saw in Wisconsin. Um, and you know that Trump and the Republicans have doubled down on fighting uh, a transition to vote by mail. We, I come from Washington State, um, you in Colorado, you, you have a great vote-by-mail system as well. And, you know, we saw, we were actually in the midst of the pandemic just hitting us in Washington State when our primary election happened, and we had the largest record voter turnout, actually. And so we were able to get the election done in spite of everything that was going on around us. So it is a priority for us to... Um, do two things. One, make sure that every state 
uh, all the 2020 federal elections are protected and moved to vote by mail with the option for in-place voting, in-person voting for those who can't get to vote by mail, um, which there are some people for various reasons that can't vote by mail. Um, and then also to put an additional $3.6 billion into states being able to do what they need to do to transi- transition their systems. That has been a priority of ours. We were not able to get it in the last bill. And um, I know that they are, uh, that this is, you know, something that we're pushing very hard. I think the challenge with saying we're not going to pass any bill unless we get this is, um, well, you see the devastation around us. But I think we are, uh, I think we are getting to that point on some of these things up to the poll. to vote in the midst of a stay-home um, pandemic. So uh, we're on it. Yeah, and let me add, for people who are not familiar with Washington State, you said that you were able to do your primary just as the pandemic was hitting Washington State. And that's because Washington State, like Oregon and Utah and Hawaii, is all mail-in voting. And uh, exactly. so, therefore, <laughs> you know, nobody had to show exactly. up. Exactly, and so ballots had already gone out. Nobody had to show up. You know, we're also used to it, right? But this is the first time we've done a vote-by-mail, an actual primary election. We used to have the caucus system, and so we were a little bit worried that um, moving from a caucus to a primary would be challenging. But again, the vote-by-mail made it, you know, made all of that uh, good. Yeah, just super easy. Phil, in Brookings, South Dakota, you're on the air with Representative Jayapal. Phil? Okay, Phil is listening to his radio. You've got to listen to the telephone, guys. There's a slight <laughs> delay. Bruce in Columbus, Ohio. Bruce, you're on the air with Representative Jayapal. Well, thank you for being here. My question is, Trump has fired the National Intelligence Inspector General and the Stimulus Economic Recovery Inspector General. I assume he's going to leave those positions open so he can't be policed. What can you do to make sure those positions are filled and not filled by a Trump lackey? Thank you very much. I'll listen off the air. Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, So one thing, we are trying to look into language that we could put into the bill um, that would prohibit Trump from using a signing statement, which is what he used last time, to just say, I'm not going to listen to the provisions that are in the bill. It's a little bit harder on the inspector general because those are positions that typically the administration um, hires. So can we make it subject to authorization of Congress? What are the different approaches we can take to this? Because this guy just has, he has no compunctions about doing anything um, that he wants. And he doesn't believe, we already know from having impeached him, that he does not believe in um, uh, checks and balances or balance of powers at all. So this is, and and a crisis is sort of the best time for him to move a lot of these things because everybody is focused on so many different pieces that have to happen in a crisis. One positive thing I would say is that I I noticed that the polling is now starting to once again reflect that people know that he's not doing a good job in, in leading on this pandemic and it's having disastrous consequences and fatalities um, because of it. So I do think people are starting to see that, but this is, um, you know, we're looking at what provisions we can insert that he can't turn around with a signing statement, which is what he did last time. 
Hal in Houston, Texas. You're on the air with Representative Jayapal. Hello, Tom. This is high here. Sorry. Um, Representative, Representative Jayapal, I have um, just kind of curiosity oh, hi, again I'm here, sorry. but it's okay. Um, but uh, when we emerge from this crisis, and of course Congress will, will conduct hearings to investigate, um, do you know, think that from, from the results of these hearings, um, uh, that the recommendation is to either the current administration or the next administration is to reorganize, I guess, various, uh, I would call it, um, health response agencies, uh, including the CDC for themselves also, um, I guess the reason why I, I'm asking this question here is, just from gathering all the news about the craziness of the supply shortages of those of these PEPs, is that there was no coordination or no leadership. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's two things that you're pointing to. One is, is the president, the guy who's sitting in the White House, or the woman in the future who's sitting in the White House, are they using the powers of the federal government to coordinate, to respond, to listen to science, and to utilize the agencies that are there in a good way? I would say the answer under this president is no. The second is, um, and that's why, you know, he, he said he's invoked the Defense Production Act, but his idea of doing that is, you know, some guy that he knows who's on the board of a big company calls up and says, hey, I can get you 10,000 masks. Well, that's not what we're talking about when we say, invoke the Defense Production Act, we're talking about using it to compel domestic manufacture of those critical goods, goods that we need, whether it's tests, swabs, gowns, masks, all of those things. And it means that some companies that had not been manufacturing those things would actually begin to retool their production lines to manufacture those things. Um, that is very different than just saying, hey, this, is there some company out there who can give us a few things? That's not a coordinated response. The second piece you're pointing to is the investment in actual science-based research and um, uh, competent people at these different agencies. And we have cut down um, his budget and Republicans over the years, as well as Democrats, I will say, have invested in austerity politics. And it means that the IRS has many fewer staff, employment security has many fewer staff, state governments have been decimated, many in the South really decimated. Um, and so you have a whole series of government agencies that don't have the staff that they need and have been, um, you know, sort of pillaged for people who actually believe in science and respond to research, and some of those people have been replaced with people who just have political agendas. So there's really two pieces here. And then I would add a third, which is that our systems are patchworked. They are not set up to deal with a crisis like this. I'll give you an example of healthcare. We have a very patchwork, bad, for-profit healthcare system that does not allow us to coordinate our government response quickly, to make sure that we're not getting price gouged, to make sure that, you know, vaccine development um, actually is supported by the federal government. And then the, the uh, results of that are shared with everybody and not, you know, not just used for profits for the biggest CEOs of those drug companies. And we can't actually make sure that we're investing in hospital beds and, you know, capacity that we need versus, um, administration costs of the current for-profit system. So 
on many levels, we need different systems that will support and engender equity and equality, income, gender, racial justice, all of those things, but across the board, give people more opportunity to be healthy and um, economically secure, which then allows them to weather better a crisis like this. Do you think, we just have 15 seconds, do you think any of this is, before the break, do you think any of this is gonna pass the Senate with Mitch McConnell or? Well, I do think that there's a lot of pressure, and I'll just give you an example with the federal paycheck guarantee. There's interest from Republicans on that. Um, and so right. the challenge is going to be to put in the conditions that we want, right? This isn't just free money for, for, for businesses. They need to have some conditions that they abide by. That's going to be the challenge. There you go. Uh, Representative Jayapal is it's, uh, doing a national town hall meeting here on our program today. We'll be taking your calls for Representative Jayapal and more of them in just a moment. She is the co-chair. You're of listening to Tom Clause. Hartman. Visit TomHartman.com for audio and video archives. And represents the 7th District of Washington State. We'll be back with more of your calls for Representative Jayapal. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together, but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you, and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient. You get great clothes delivered right to you, so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home and make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. In the foreword to Tom Hartman's book, The Last Hours of Ancient Sunlight, The Fate of the World and What We Can Do Before It's Too Late, renowned author Joseph Chilton Pierce writes, To discover brilliant, innovative, creative, and original thinking is one of life's rare privileges. To discover that such a thinker has focused on the most critical of all issues facing our species is encouraging. Because The Last Hours of Ancient Sunlight is a seminal work offering a viewpoint original yet ancient, I see our situation today in a new light. And because of the scope and depth of this work, I find it inspiring as well as disturbing. I rather exhausted superlative in praise of Tom Hartman's book, The Prophet's Way, which I rightly called the most important book I've ever read. But now I find the sequel calling for equal praise, since the issue here addresses the whole of our species, and indeed all species. The Last Hours of Ancient Sunlight, The Fate of the World and What We Can Do Before It's Too Late by Tom Hartman, in bookstores everywhere. It is one of the most powerful books you'll ever read, full of the wisdom of ancient cultures and the directed hope of modern thinkers. The Last Hours of Ancient Sunlight, The Fate of the World and What We Can Do Before It's Too Late by Tom Hartman. 
Discover how we're made of sunlight and what this has to do with the impact of fossil fuels on civilization. Read about the coming new ice age and what must be done soon. Understand how ancient cultures valued community and cooperation and what we can learn from them. Get in touch with the secret of enough, the meaning of wealth, and the wealth of security. The last hours of ancient sunlight helps us understand and heal our relationship to the world, to each other, and to our natural resources. We have much to learn and even more to remember. Here is your guide. The last hours of ancient sunlight, the fate of the world, and what we can do before it's too late by Tom Hartman in bookstores everywhere. The American middle class is on its deathbed. Ordinary folks who put in a solid day's work can no longer afford to buy a house, send their kids to college, or even get sick. If you're not a CEO, you're probably screwed. In his latest book, Screwed, The Undeclared War Against the Middle Class and What We Can Do About It by Tom Hartman, Air America host Tom Hartman shows how the middle class, a product of democracy that was so carefully put together by our country's founding fathers, has been systematically dismantled over the past quarter century and, under the guise of freeing the market, replaced by an anti-democratic system designed to line the pockets of the super-rich and corporations. Hartman shows that it's not too late to return to the America our founders envisioned. Democracy requires a fair playing field. It will survive. Only if we the people stand up, speak out, and reclaim our democracy. To find out more about Tom's book tour, or to get an audio sneak peek of Screwed, the undeclared war against the middle class and what we can do about it, visit TomHartman.com. Get Screwed by Tom Hartman. Available in all fine bookstores now. Did you know that Ronald Reagan committed treason to become president in 1980 and George Herbert Walker Bush was in on it and he avoided being prosecuted for this in 1992 with a little help from Bill Barr? It's on page 116 of my book, The Hidden History of the Supreme Court and the Betrayal of America. Louise and I clean our phones daily with the clean phone. It's easy and it talks to you and it tells you it's disinfecting and then tells you when you're done. How cool is that? Now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're washing our hands, we're sneezing into our arm. We're still taking huge carriers of virus with us everywhere. Phones are a vector for disease and we rarely clean them. We are constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone is a sanitizer that uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.9% of all germs that come in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your device, the Clean Phone gets every inch of your phone clean. Simply put your phone in the Clean Phone case and it'll charge your phone while it sanitizes. You can even use it to sanitize jewelry, keys, and other small items. Go to The Clean Phone, T-H-E, thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $79 and free shipping. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. That's thecleanphone.com. Welcome back. Representative Pramila Jayapal taking your calls for the hour. And uh, Roberta in Maple Grove, Minnesota, you're on the air with Representative Jayapal. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Okay, I just wanted to know if it's true that um, the post office is not being given any support throughout this, even though, of course, you know, they've been hit with this too. And um, being as how, if we want to go to in um, 
by mail voting. We really, really need them. Is there anything in the stuff that you're putting forth um, to protect them and so that we'll have them <laughs> if we're able to get the voting switched to in mail voting? Yes, uh, super important question. They were left out. Um, we did try to get that in there, and we were not able to do that, but we are still trying. We're also, you know, I mean, this is uh, the reality is that the post ser- Postal Service is running out of cash, just like the transit agencies. And so we did take care of the transit agencies, um, giving them operating money, which federal dollars are not usually able to be used for operating for transit. But we built that into the package, thanks to DeFazio, chairman of the Transportation Committee, uh, one of the founders, by the way, of the Congressional Progressive Caucus way back in 1991, great ally for progressive issues. The Trump has said he basically, you know, postal workers don't deserve a financial lifeline. It's, it's absurd. And then he blames uh, Amazon and others and he claims that the postal office's woes are self-inflicted when that is just not the case. And so he actually personally intervened to strip the democratically proposed um, postal rescue program from the last bill that we passed, the $2.2 trillion bill. And so, uh, you know, he's been repeating He's been lying for years, actually, and saying that um, the Postal Service is losing money because it's contracting with Amazon and other private corporations. And actually, um, that's just not true. They they actually saw an increase in revenue from some of those contracts. And um, many companies are now using the Postal Service to do their delivery. So this is just a really important we're gonna have to try one more time to keep these things in and and um i think across the board democrats are just going to play have to play more hardball hardball to be honest steven in patascala ohio if i'm saying that right you're on the air with representative jayapal patascala in licking county thank you actually supposedly (laughs) Or that's one interpretation. Okay. Anyway, uh, why are we on a war footing with Venezuela with U.S. warships and gunboats approaching and threatening on provenly fake drug charges against the Maduro administration? How is Venezuela our business besides their, uh, our oil interest, per se? Yeah, well, um, you know, I and Mark Pocan, my Progressive Caucus co-chair, we were amongst the group of people who said that the United States' role should not be to participate in overthrows, but um, that we should actually be trying to help uh, ensure that the people of Venezuela get to pick their their next leader. And so this has been, uh, you know, controversial in some places because it's not like we nobody's endorsing Maduro, but I think it is really important to remember that dictators that the United States has overthrown but then sought to impose our will on the people with other people, with other leaders, those leaders have sometimes turned out to be worse dictators. So we should just make sure that we are doing what we can to intervene and get other um, international agencies and, and international coalition, international um, organizations and nations 
to be a part of that solution. So I don't think it's that we have no role to play in Venezuela, but I think that we have to be very careful about what role we play. Uh, Representative Jayapal, we just have 45 seconds left. I see that Jonathan in Seattle wanted advice. He's an independent contractor on getting unemployment under the CARES Act. Do you have some thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. So the um, we expanded, we set up a new program within the unemployment division that should cover uh, gig workers and uh, um, other independent contractors. And so if you're having trouble with that, just call my office. And I should have that number on hand, but um, but I don't. But you can just look it up online um, and call my Seattle office, and we'll walk you through how to do that. That is great. Uh, Representative Jayapal, we really appreciate you dropping by and, and doing these uh, you know national town hall meetings with us. Uh, um, uh, we're going to hit the break here in about 10 seconds. And, and but, I, but I wanted to thank you so much. You're doing such great work in Congress, fighting for all of us. You bet. Thanks, Tom. And, you know, thanks so much for having me on. I always enjoy it. Um, and your callers are always asking great questions. There you go. Well, the door is always open. Representative Pramila Jayapal, the co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Um, thanks again, Representative Jayapal. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll be right back. We're going to get into, uh, you know, a lot of the news of the day. What, how is this affecting you? Uh, we've got uh, actually some uh, a great guest, too, Richard Wolf. You're listening to Tom Hartman. So what do Omaha steaks, Neanderthals, and me have in common? The new science is that the Neanderthals feasted on fresh seafood, boosting their brain power. One of my Omaha steak favorites is their Faroe Island salmon fillets. They taste wonderful. The salmon is from the Faroe Islands, a tiny archipelago between Norway and Iceland where my Neanderthal ancestors lived. The Faroe salmon grow there in unique conditions created by the fjords and naturally mimic the salmon's biohabitat. While we're sheltering in place and having a hard time getting grocery orders, Omaha Steaks is shipping meats and fish, including pre-made entire meals with desserts via FedEx directly to your home, delivered in a reusable cooler packed with dry ice. To get free shipping, just go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code TOM, T-H-O-M, into the search bar. Chicken, pork, burgers, salmon, halibut, lobster, that's just a small sample of the amazing foods and meals you'll find when you go to omahasteaks.com and put TOM into the search bar. omahasteaks.com, code TOM. Hi friends, Tom Hartman here to remind you that it's your support of our show that keeps us on the air. Without you, there wouldn't be a Tom Hartman program. And now more than ever, it's crucial for you to show your progressive support. And one of the best ways to show your support is to sign up for TomCast. That's our podcast. It's at TomHartman.com. Never miss another heated debate on health care, global climate change, or our economy. Never miss another one again. Plus, labor news, full body alerts, conservative alerts, and my personal favorite segment, Geeky science each and every week but wait there's more as an added bonus with your tomcast podcast subscription you'll also get my best of the rest of the news a daily three-minute dose of what's going on in the world today that you can't afford to miss so what are you waiting for get over to tomhartman.com today and sign up for your tomcast now do it for yourself or you can do it for a friend go to tomhartman.com to see just how easy it is KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.